So well. Welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I am Jeevo and... I'm Roger. The birthday boy. That's me. Happy birthday, mate. Thank you. I'm even more officially old. Like, mate, you used, <laughs> to be, you used to be slow. Now you're officially old and slow. That's it. Well, at one point I was fast and then it just got worse. That's a real I think then I got out of under sevens. Mate, how'd your tips go on the weekend? Uh, I think I went pretty average. <laughs> Bit like my footy tips. You were shocking. I can't yep. believe how many you got wrong. Mate. That's just how it is. Sometimes sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just she just give up. But um Mate, anyway, mate, what's going on with this shirt? You've always got a new shirt. But... Mate, I'm just trying things out. Like, this is another golf shirt I've got. I'm just seeing how it looks, you know, on You're the podcast. You're not even a golfer. You're not even a golfer. Mate, I'm trying. I'm trying. All my spare time. <laughs> you look the part. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a dream. Let's let's put it as a dream. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> pipe dream. Yeah. Pipe dream. Uh, uh, when in retirement, I'll play when I'm like 100. You won't make, make retirement. Mel's going to have you working forever. That's what I mean. I'll be 100. <laughs> Look, um, tonight's special guest, Mandy Tabret. Um, yep. We'll bring her in, mate, because I don't want to hear you waffle on anymore. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Maddie, good evening. Good evening. Hey, guys. Now, finally, we've got someone that actually brings some class to this outfit. Because clearly us two do not. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just look at my shirt. Lucky's not wrong. I would have even like done something for pink round at least. Done something. But you've gone yeah, I wore a pink spin. shirt. I wore my pink jersey. You've gone you know? speed green. That's, not really... That's all right. I don't like it. I don't, like it. I don't own anything that's uh, salmon either. Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that was all the rage. Salmon shirts when you used to go out partying. Roger, actually, funny story about that. Now, Maddie, sorry to interrupt. Roger used to wear this feral salmon shirt to PJs on a Saturday night. Yep. It was absolutely putrid. It was a lucky shirt. Lucky shirt, mate. Anyway, we're going to get into, to, into you know, Maddie's story of 
you know, obviously starting baseball and things like that. So, so Maddie, for people that don't know you, um, tell us your baseball journey. My baseball journey. Um, well, quite a few years ago now, wasn't it? Um, I started when I was four, I believe, um, just down in, in Wollongong. I'm a Wollongong girl, so I played for Kayama Braves all my junior career. Um, and then probably all started for me really when I was under 14. So I made a um, under 14s countryside uh, with the boys and, you know, played played their nationals and, and all that and then kind of just skyrocketed from there. So I made the transition then from um, the boys into the women's program because you could be 14 or turning 14 before Christmas back then. So I was, yeah, 13, my first women's um, league again with, with Ride. I uh, turned 14 just before that Christmas. Um, made my first state team that year uh, with the women's because there, no, there was no girls' programs back then. So made my first women's team the same year. So it was 2010, I believe. No, 2011, sorry. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of – I made the Australian squad that year. Um, so that was my first Australian squad was in 2011. Um, and then yeah, I've played, I've played nationals ever since. I haven't missed a, haven't missed a nationals up until this year. So, um, I mean that's pretty good. Um, my first Australian team was the year after that, so 2012. Um, so that was my first World Cup. And, yeah, in 2012 in Canada. And then yeah, I've been a part of part of that squad ever since as well. I mean, I missed the 2016 World Cup because I had my daughter. Um, had my daughter as they were over there. So, um, yeah, I missed that one. But, yeah, been a part of part of that ever since. Playing that and, one real well. Yeah, no, I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did. That's okay. But, yeah, no, that's, that's about it. So I missed that World Cup and I'll miss this Nationals for my second daughter. So, um yeah, it's kind of my journey in a in a brief brief outlook of things. So, how did you find your first World Cup at such a young age? Um, it was scary. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I, mean, I was only I was fifteen, so I was I was very young. But um, the team back then was was very established and, and very much an older group group of girls. So they they kind of took me in uh, really well and, and made sure, you know, I was looked after and, and all of that going in just, you know, you go over early for a camp and stuff like that. So I didn't have, you know, my parents and, and stuff like that for, for that period. So, um, no, I was looked after really well with them and you know, had like Katie Gaynor was, was on that team and John Gaynor was the coach. So, you know, they kind of took me under their wing and, and, and yeah, just helped me out a lot and, no, it was a great. It was a great experience. though. like it was scary, but you know, I had a bit of a cry on the plane over there because it's my first first overseas trip and and all that. But no, it was it was good. The experience was great. And then I, I guess you know you, you get a World Cup, but then obviously playing in nationals also at, at such a young age. You know, yeah, you again, same. You were, yeah, yeah. Well, again, the same the same kind of. Uh, atmosphere I get it was a I guess it was a 
it was a lot of the older girls and and um yeah they took they took me under as one of their own and I was never treated as I guess as the baby I mean I, I was so much younger than everybody else but um they treated me like their own and yeah it was just it was never never really it didn't feel like I was not included I was I was out of you know being so young that they just kind of like oh she's you know push her to the side a little bit so I've I've really had great experiences with, with it being so young being able to have those older older girls around me yeah and who who did you look up to back when you were like 14 15 uh back when I was 14 15 I think I, I really looked up to the likes of obviously Katie Gaynor and Brooke Shields and Kim McMillan and and those girls. I think um, I mean Kim Kim herself took me took me in a lot as as one of her one of our own and you know we we worked out together when we weren't at state practice and we lived pretty close to each other so we were we were always together and and things like that. So she really yeah took me took me in and and did that. But Katie I think has always been you know that that mum mum figure figure to me. So. Um, I think she she's been a massive role model for me in my baseball career. And you know, obviously, you know, you you've gone from riding there near Blacktown, and mm -hmm. you know, having a great lot of success at, at Blacktown. So yeah, you know, how, how did you find sort of the transition from obviously, you know, you've gone from ride that was super successful um, mm -hmm. now to Blacktown, where you know you're successful in your own right now. Like you've built an amazing program, which is, you know, next level. That's, that's how I see it from the outside of looking in and Rog, you would agree. Oh, hundred percent. Like you don't go 13 and 0, you know, season without being, you know, without having a really good program. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible to see firsthand as well. Yeah. What was that, man? You don't like being on the receiving end of it either, do you, mate? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I think we had a lot of games so we went I'll... six innings yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I was obviously not there yesterday. I was moving houses, so I was kind of trying to – one of the girls was keeping me updated and, and whatnot. So I know it was, I mean, a, a good win overall. But, you know, you guys, you guys stayed in it, so that's impressive on its own as well. So, so Maddie, what's what makes the program at Blacktown so so special? Um, I think when I first moved over to Blacktown, we were oh, that have been I think I was yeah, my first season with Blacktown. I would have been pregnant with my daughter, so eight years ago, let's say I've been with Blacktown and. Uh, back then, it was a bit of a try and change in, in coaching and, and stuff like that. So the first probably year or two, um, we were very much, I mean, the boys always included us, but we had a group of girls that didn't really want to have that inclusion. Um, no. And we had some girls that probably didn't, if I'm politically correct, didn't fit quite in with the, the core group that was there. Um but I think moving forward, you know, I, found I had the opportunity six years ago, I think, or five years ago to um, take over that, that program. Um, and for me, it was it was a good core group. Um, there was there was some, you know, 
issues um, that needed to be addressed. And I mean, I think that's with, within every club. Um, yeah, yeah. I think my my policy was really a no a no dickhead policy, and yeah. and I think you know we we were able to get to that point within a year or two, um, and you know our program runs with with our state league program, which which allows me because obviously I still up until this season I still play, um, so I've been managing and playing, which has been a juggle. I've had to really yeah. find my spot being able to do both. Um, but that has been made easy with, with the State League boys because I've got the likes of Pops and Benny and Lefty and all of them that are they're willing to take over my program and help coach, help me be able to coach my girls as well as still getting my work in with the lead-up to World Cups and, and stuff like that. So I think I would def- my program definitely wouldn't be where it was without the boys, without yeah. the without the coaches at Blacktown. Um so yeah, I think coaches, that, that has a lot of coaches to do too. Exactly, like, yeah. And it's not even just helps. the coaches there. But yeah, and, and that's exactly right. It's it's the quality of the players over there too, with, with the first grade boys and, and that and, and just the way that Benny runs runs the program at Blacktown, it's just it's next level. It's nothing like I've ever seen before, even even in state programs and stuff like that. It's just it just doesn't compare. And I think that's why Blacktown has been so successful the last few years over the board. You know, I think that's yeah. got a lot to do with it. It's just run very professionally and, and yeah. And one of, one of the things you also see too is like, you know, your playing surface is, is immaculate. Like, you know, spend a lot of time on the playing surface, you know. Like a carpet. And, yeah. <laughs> and you don't see that. You don't see that anymore. Like, you know, you see a lot of clubs and, you know, they, they struggle with, with their field and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't play true where I think Blacktown's probably one of the truest fields around these yeah. days. Yeah. We're really lucky with, with our field with, with Lefty. He does a lot of the, the ground maintenance and work himself. Um, I mean, every year we have a, you know, a working bee as such, but that field wouldn't be anything like it is without the likes of Lefty and all the hard works that hard work that he puts in every day. So. So we have a, we have a question. Mandy Evan, who is the one player that challenges in the Emeralds in the Emeralds team? That challenges me in the Emeralds so like, team. Does that mean like kind of push you to play better or train harder? Yeah. Well, well, let's I'm take a, it. That, yeah, I'll yeah, take let's it take it that way. Yeah. Um, I think at the moment. I mean, it's obviously it changes every couple of years with the with the people in and out of the team and stuff like that. Um, at the moment, probably more of a challenge for me would be the likes of a Takara, who yeah. she she's out at Blacktown with me. Um, over the last you know, eighteen months, two years, I've had quite a few health issues and and stuff like that, and I wasn't really at where I should have been the last World Cup and stuff. But she challenges me in a in a more fitness orientated program like she she works my ass off you know she yeah. she wants me to be the best version of me and you know, we we when I lived in Sydney obviously I'm on the central coast now but we we would work out together all the time and she'd smash me like everyone that knows Takara you know <laughs> she knows how fit she is and you know how yeah. I mean that's that's her passion and her job and and that and yeah she she smashes me and I think at the moment that that's probably who challenges me the most to be better at yeah. in myself I guess yeah 
So let's let's sort of take a step forward now. You sort of, you know, you, you've tried to do the whole juggle of player coach, and you know it's it is a struggle. Um, you know, it's not always you know as easy as what you see. But obviously now, you know, transitioning into that more coaching managing role. How how have you found that transition? Um. So. The, I'll go back to the player managing role first. Um, I actually found it as a as a baseball player a lot easier for mm-hmm. me as a sense that because I was so worried about everything else during that game, it, it allowed me to relax and just and just play. And I've had some of my best seasons over the last few years um, being in that role where I've just had to you know my worries are about everybody else and instead of instead of myself, you know and um, I think this year my challenge has been, I mean, I started the season. Uh, I think I've played five games and then obviously hung up the boots because um, we're about to have a baby and, and that. And I think this year the hardest challenge for me is that as much as my girls have been dominating and, you know, they've been playing really well and, and all that, I think for me it's like, well, when things aren't exactly going right, I can't just go and help. Like I just yeah. go and fix it, you know. So you it's been a real, real. Yeah, you can't yeah, grab exactly. The like, and just, you know. Yeah, and that's that's Steady what I would shit. do. You know, I would. Yeah, I would just like you know, if someone someone was struggling, I'd go and take over, and you know, be able yeah. to to do that. And I, f- I find I've found that sorry to be the hardest thing this year is to be able to step back and be like, oh, I can't just go and do that. I can't go and it, I've just got to. You know, and I have I have every faith in the world for my girls because you know one through thirteen players, you know, we we have the talent and, and whatnot. But it's still you know, it's still hard to just watch and know I can't just go out there and you know be the next person up. And so, yeah. So it probably helped you find those those players that can step into that role now. Like you can just go, well, here's the ball. We're struggling. I need you to do something, and they just go, yep, let's go. It probably helps. Yeah, exactly helps right. You now. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah massively. Think, we've just had this comment come through, and um, <laughs> 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 I'm not sure how you want to answer that, Maddie, or would you like? I don't think it's social media appropriate. How I'll answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking back with a with a uh, broomstick, is it? (laughs) Honestly, he thinks he's hilarious. It's got tickets. Uh, (laughs) So obviously, you 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 know your biggest challenge is living at home with Ben, not the baseball (laughs) (laughs) team. You know, we've talked about player player coach um, and managing. So, you know, obviously now just just managing, and you know, you say you can't just take over and sort of get the get the girls out of trouble. Um, you know, obviously, you know, thirteen and zero is nothing to sneeze at. So, you know, what's you know, what's the mindset around the club? Like we had pops on the other week, and pops was saying, you know, just a great vibe around the around the whole club. You know, everyone's. Yeah loving their baseball and loving life and, you know, and everyone's just there having a good time playing ball. 
So is that is that also obviously with the women's that you know it's the yeah, same? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we um, obviously work out with the boys and and they they take us in. So they're all all the girls are comfortable all the time and and I think you know we're we're a very young team. We you know I, I, if I was to pl play this year, I would be the the oldest at twenty seven. So um, it's yeah we're, we're built we're built on a core a core of young girls and I think the fact that we're all close so close in age I mean I'm definitely not close in age but the rest of them are all close in age <laughs> and um they you know I think I think that's a a massive part of why we've been so successful is just, we're just they're young they're you know they're starting their careers and they they're hungry to, to be the best that they can and they they work their butts off and and it's it's paying off. I mean, we've been we've been quite successful the last couple of years, but I think this year definitely has been has been our most successful. And I think it's the back end of all the girls are just loving loving baseball. They they love to win. They you know they they just love being around each other, which is really awesome to see. And you know, there's no secret that there's a a little rivalry between you know you guys and. Um, which was Green Wave, it's now Dolphins. Um, yeah. There's, there's always that that top-of-the-table clash of who's going to win it this year, who's going to win it next year. And, you know, and it's, it's, all, it's always good to watch because obviously that, that competitiveness keeps, you know, it's the drive that keeps you going. It definitely is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hats off to Green Wave. You know, they've had, they've had some great success in, in their career as Green Wave Eastern Suburbs have whoever they they've had a core group of girls that have just gone through and you know they've been the best at the the best in the in the league for for a long time and you know it's exciting for us that we can finally turn around and say you know well you know, you've got some competition now and I think yeah. I think they'll always be our biggest um competition for for the next few years going forward with you know, with the older girls that are there as well as the younger girls, they've they've just got the the experience. I I should say, over what we do at Blacktown, they have the experience. Um, but I think at the moment, you know, they're they're one hell of a ball club. I think, but our girls are just hungry, hungry to win yeah. and hungry to take it out. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a really good end of year clash. Yeah, and no, Roger and I, Roger and I were going through stats last week. <laughs> And um, some of the ERAs and some of the hitting and like some of the RBIs that your girls have got, it's just like really it's like it's just next level. I was just sitting there shaking my head, going like, it's like these some of these numbers are computer game numbers. There, there's no way it's a baseball number. Yeah, make your own player and just give them hundred yeah. percent stats on everything. And like you know, ERAs were amazing. Everything just. And look, everything's clicking, which is great. And obviously, you know, mm. that's that's what the league needs. But um, just on the league itself, and look, I'm, I'm not going to get too controversial. But, um, you know, <laughs> I look at the league and think, and look, Pops did it pretty well uh, the other night. You know, there seems to be two teams, um, obviously yourselves and, and Dolphins that are up there. And sort of then there's the ride, the Borco, you know, the boomers and then you've got Rogers McGoats, you know. And you know, we we're talking about, you know, a, a super series and obviously, you know, getting something established. Do you think that would be a good thing for, for the women's program? 
Um, I do and I don't. I think I think something around around the competition definitely needs to change. Um, a super series would would be great if it wasn't. I mean, if you do a super series on the weekends, I think it would be be okay. I think that the talk that I've heard over the few years has been like a, a Wednesday night competition super series and continue with your clubs on on the Saturday. But with that, if that were to be the way it was run, it, it clashes in with with state practice and yeah. stuff like that. I think that it becomes too much. Um, yeah. I've said for the last few years that to get better, we have to. As a, as a state, we need to we need to give a little bit first, and I think I think by doing that, we need to we need to cut down the first first grade division into four teams. Yeah. Um, and the easiest way I see that is is you align it with state league, and you have those those four teams affiliated with a state league competition. And then even if you wanted, because there is, I know people don't like hearing it, but there is a massive difference between first and second grade. There's just there's no there's no if buts about it. It's it's such a different different league and different Level. competition. So even if you wanted to run a like a an A grade, an A reserve, and then a, a hit and giggle on a Friday night. Because some of the girls, yeah. that's all they want to do, and that's fine. Yeah. But there's some girls that, you know, those those younger younger girls that want to strive to be A graders, but get put in put into into second grade because they're just not there yet, and they're, well, they're too they young. get lost. And, yeah, they're too young, or they, you know, and they get lost in that competition, and then. You know, we see year after year so many young players walking away because because of it. There's nothing for them to to strive for at the moment because it is and it has been for for a few years now and only a two team competition. And you know, back when I first started, it, it was hit and miss with everybody. You know, you had your top four, and it was just it was incredible. Like you, know, you never know who was going to win. Like ride were very dominant. But at the same yeah. time, Greenway, Greenway could kick us out, out at any second. And same with Borco. You yeah. know, but it's just it's dropped off so significantly that I think some something has to give before we can get better as a state. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's and, my opinion. Yeah. So. No, and, and that's and, and it's always good to get the opinion of players. Um, and I guess Roger and my experience in, in running this is that People like, oh, you know, but I was like, well, just say it how it is. Like, you're not going to – you have an opinion. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. And, you know, players' opinions matter. That's what we've found doing this. Um, you know, some of the players that come off in this space and they go, okay, well, it makes sense. You know, and we'd love that to get you – know, we'd love that to, you know, move forward, to transition into something bigger and better. And – Oh, and that's that's probably another thing too that Janine just said. The state needs to support the women's league better. Well, I'm not going to argue with that. Like, you know, if something needs to be done, so be it. You know, like, and Roger and Roger and I speak about this quite often. Uh, is there one? Is there a quick fix? Probably not. But you know, if everyone starts working together, I think instead of working against each other, uh, we'll be a lot more successful as a state. And yeah, I agree. There's, there's some good people out there that have got great ideas and they're just not considered. And I guess they're, they're the things that, and 
we started this whole thing so we can get it out there you know have the conversation and go hey listen this is what it is start getting ideas yeah yeah and listening to you know and obviously you know maddie you've played at that elite level so you know it's not a it's not like you know you're just coming in you know off the street going oh well, i think we should do this i mean you've played at that level so you know they should be listening to people like yourself you know, who, who have an opinion but also have played at that level to understand what needs to happen for the sport to get bigger and to grow and you know, that's yeah. probably all, all we need to say on that subject but um yeah and look one one of the yeah but look but it is what it is like you know roger and i say it all the time you know there's no point of you know sugarcoating it you know and look i'm not affiliated with anyone so at the end of the day it's my opinion um you know and i i'll cop that if someone wants to come at me and go hey listen this is what i said and i'll say well it is what it was said and i don't care because without growing this game the only way we're going to grow this game is listen to people and because we keep doing everything the same way i was already doing it it's just it's not going to get any better you know when we talk about yeah you know, and you know, we talk about, you know, college, we talk about this, we talk about that, but you know, let's fix our own backyard first. And you know, let's fix our own backyard before we start sending players over. And because you know, all we're doing is diminishing the league. And I don't want to diminish the league. Like the leagues, you know, baseball in Australia needs to grow. Now, I know we're going to grow is getting people, you know, who play the game, who know the game to have input. You know, same as Pops the other day, and I guess, you know, this was a nice little transition. You know, Pops the other day was talking about 80-foot base paths and 54-foot pitching and, you know, a smaller ball and Mm -hmm. things like that for, you know, the less elite and obviously a a standardised bat. You know, what what are your thoughts on all all that sort of stuff? Um, I'm all for it. You know, I'm um, I'm all for shorter base paths and definitely bringing the fields in and, and stuff because it, it becomes a competition and, you know, bad, bad pitching gets, gets spoken for and, and good pitching gets rewarded. And, and for me, it's like, well, even if it's just an Australian thing where we bring the base paths in and, you know, it speeds up the game, which automatically makes people have to get better. You know, the defense has to be better. You know, all of this has to, has to happen. And then you, you go to that next level at a world cup and, and, um, yeah, let's just say it still goes to, to 90 feet and, and whatnot. Like, it's all, okay, well, we're used to this, so it's only going to make us better, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for, for definitely the talk of change in, in Australian baseball to, to make us better as, as a country. Because you, you see, especially at a World, a world Cup level, like, we're, we're right up there 100%, but, but our development is so far behind the other countries and, and it's no fault of, of of a pops or even baseball australia we just we just don't have the resources that, that the other countries do so i think if we can within ourselves make make these changes to to the base paths to the just the game in general you know that that's going to automatically develop players into be able to compete at that that next level yeah and one of the one of the big things that sort of we also see here is that um very limited pitching we have very limited pitching and pitching gets i guess oh sometimes overlooked one of a better word um 
we sort of have all these people that can hit, but then we've got no pitching to sort of our, our pitching sort of our, we've all got a starter each, um, and then sort of it falls off once you get into the pen. And I think you know that development there. But then now we we're looking at your stats the other day, and I think you've got like three you know, focus for you guys to have, you know, quality pitching. Yeah, I think I think pitching has been a massive issue in the past um, as a state and country. Um, I think us at Blacktown, we're really lucky with the sense of who we've got around and, and want that to help develop to help develop the girls and and that. Um, obviously, Maddie Owen doesn't come up to practice very often, being in Canberra. Um, but she she's one that just works. You know, she works her ass off, and she takes she takes in anything and everything that anyone has to offer, and and really goes with it. And you know, we got we got uh, the likes of Mackenzie Jackson this year over for from Rog, and you know, she she I think her biggest biggest problem was, was her mindset. Um, but you know she she was young and she you know, she's gotten a lot better with that. But there's also been a lot of mechanical changes and and things that have really helped helped her. And you know she's still I, I still look at Mackenzie and, and look at her as she she's still nowhere near the pitcher that she can be. And you know I've I've had her there for the last you know four months and the improvements and and that because she's been willing to make changes and she's been willing to work really hard and and that you know you've just seen like in just her stats alone you know she's gone from I don't know how many walks or such last year but she she's halved them and you know her strikeout she struck out 56 people like she and I still think she's she's nowhere near with the, the potential that she she can get to and it's it's exciting to see you know she's a 19 year old girl and same with Maddie Irwin you know, she's 21 and and you've got the likes of coming through. You've got like the Bray Greens and the Emma Hoopers who who throw the ball pretty reasonably well still. And you know they're not pitchers as such. And you know yeah. they they work and they're they're too. Just it's just exciting to see how how much better that these girls can get um, moving forward. So. And one of the things that we also see, you know, with with pitching and you know the stats is that you know. All these girls can hit. They're not just pitchers. They can all hit. You know, yeah. yeah, they're all, yeah. <clears throat> Most of them are two-way players. Yeah. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the state league where, you know, well, actually, I'm not going to say that because I've seen Gratz and I've seen uh, Josh Guy pretty handy with the bats. So. I've seen the way Gratz yeah. swings it. <laughs> <laughs> he swings it like a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's all force and that's it. He doesn't like, take a soft swing. But I was even looking at like some of the pitches that you've got at Blacktown. Some of the pitching coaches you got at Blacktown, like there's no, you know, obviously they they're putting in the work with those guys and the pitching coaches and obviously yourself and and there's so many people you've got there that just you know a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, like our our pitching guy is uh, is Craig Ford, and you know he he works. He's, he works hard with with our, especially with the girls. Like you know, the boys already have their their routine and that. And Craig's there to help them, but he's really taken taken a few of our girls and really helped them. And you know, him and you have then you know you got your ABL guys like your Maddie Ray and your Gratz and and Gaia who who have also just taken the girls and and really helped develop them and 
and continue to develop them. And um, yeah, so it's just it's crazy to see how much talent around the board at Blacktown, from coaching to to players that that all just help each other and and it builds the success that we have. So Mandy Evans said that they have a shorter pitching distance for younger and new pitchers in the lower grades in Victoria, but the base path is still the same. So that's a start. Yeah. You'll see more strikes. Yeah. More things happen. Mm -hmm. Definitely a good start. So Maddie, one of the, one of the other questions that um, I have, so what's it like being the best baseball player in your family? <laughs> so my personal family or my married into family? Either. Either. Well, we'll talk about um, the, the Maguire family. Yeah. Um, look, he he knows it, and he's a, he's the first to admit it. <laughs> he, um, he is. He's definitely he's definitely got me on the on the coaching coaching side of life and the managing managing side of life but i'll i'll get there one day and i'll probably kick him out of his job that's that's the that's the plan but as a as a, as a, as a playing side of things he knows that. <laughs> um no, the playing side of things he knows that that i've got him and he supports me in everything that everything that i do that's, that's obviously the first thing he's, he's ever done straight too because it hit you so <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. It's because he's only a meter away from me. <laughs> and you know, you know, we talk about you know the you know the baseball family, so to speak. But um, you know, there's there's no shortage of a baseball family at Blacktown, obviously, and that's that's no that's no secret to anyone. Everyone sort of knows that you know Blacktown's pretty close. And you know they they do get the best out of their guys and their girls, obviously. And um, you know you you've got a lot of a lot of things going on at Blacktown. You know there's you know the field, obviously. You know you've got the hitting cages, you've got this, you've got that. You know you, you sort of set up pretty well there. Um, in you know in hindsight, is there anything on the wish list at Blacktown? New lights or something or? Anything going on that you can? Um, there's always something going on in the background with with yep. these guys. Yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty good board at the workers club just there. Yep. Um, I think our next next thing we want to we want to make a few changes around. We want to get a new clubhouse and that. I mean that that'll be in the works for yeah. You know how these things roll, but we want to definitely do a, an undercover hitting tunnel. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but you know, uh, undercover uh, hitting tunnels is probably one on the definitely to do list. But again, there, there's so much in the works behind and behind the scenes, and that that anything could happen at any any given day. So now, Maddie, we've got something we want to show you. Now this is now look, Roger and I put this together. Now it's not all baseball related, but um, we thought that some of it may be relevant for you. Um, some of it's definitely relevant yep. for Roger. Yeah. But um, we'll just we'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> Chip swing, oh, it's going. Long. 
I'm just glad I don't have a fish tank. So I keep my watermelon in the fridge. No, they Roger and I were looking at that at that clip today. It was actually a, a mash of a few clips together, and we're sort of like, wonder how many of those happen in households. Like, I could see you and Ben running around with those plastic things hitting each other, those plastic. Yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. I don't so, see kids like, throwing balls inside. I see you and Ben throwing balls inside, playing mini games of baseball. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, my, my daughter has zero interest in baseball, so it's definitely definitely me and Ben. We, You know, we've got laser tag machines and we've got – you know, the work to constantly running around your house like children and <laughs> breaking things and <laughs> Ben pretends to be <laughs> Yes he does. <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> say, say the line. Say the line, Ben. Say the line. <laughs> I'm Batman. 
<laughs> zeroed in. Ben likes to be Batman. Ben pretends to be Batman. Oh, yeah. I'm Batman. <laughs> 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 yeah, Batman. So, oh, it's gold. What what we sort of learnt out of that out of that montage of videos was that um, you know there are some good baseball plays in there, but there's also a lot of fun to be had in and out and around outside of baseball too. And I guess you know, one of the one of the big things that we always see, and Roger and I when we speak to people, is about you know life outside of baseball. You know, what what's the what does Maddie do outside of baseball? What's um look a lot of a lot of my time is baseball obviously um with yeah i I coach in the state league as well with the boys um but no outside of baseball you know i'm a mum and i'm the the dance drop off and pick up and the homework and the get the lunch ready and yeah other than other than that i really don't have much time to do anything else so it's pretty much mum life and baseball life for me so yeah and what we'd like to ask all of our guests is, um, you know, if you're in charge of baseball for a day, what would you change? Is it baseball in general or baseball in our state or? Wherever you want to take it. That's it. Let's go, we can go baseball in general. Baseball in general. Um. I think baseball in general, some things that, that I would change would have have coaching that should be coaching, if that if that is yeah. politically correct to say. Yeah. Um, I think a lot, and not just in, in our state, in baseball in general, there's, there's a lot of who knows who and friends and yeah. as such, and it's not exactly always beneficial to, to the people that they are coaching. Um, yep. I think that's probably the number one thing I, w- I would change about about baseball is having having coaches there on on merit and not on who you know and who's yep. your friend and and stuff like that. I think that would be yeah, a massive one for me. And women's ABL thoughts. Um, in a perfect world, I definitely would love to see it happen um yeah. you know i think the showcases and stuff have, have been pretty successful if i look at it in a realistic world i don't see it happening yeah. you know i think the abl itself struggles too much financially and and such and i just don't see how realistically we get it off the ground i think the showcases are great i think you know we can continue to to probably do them but i mm-hmm. A full-blown ABL women's season. I just don't think it's feasible. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I would love to say differently. I would love to be a part of something like that, but I just don't realistically think it, it's something that can happen at a more extent extensive level as yeah. as such as like the ABL. Yeah. And you know, we you know we talk ABL, we talk you know it's going to be you know this, it's going to be that, and we all know that you know we all know the struggles. It's no secret, you know, that the clubs aren't, you know, they're not there to make money at the moment. They're there to survive and, you know, provide what they need to provide, which is what we, we look at it as fans, I guess, too. You know, you want to see, you know, 
you want to see the best people playing, you know, playing at that level. And I guess we don't really have enough women to be able to fill six teams, or six quality teams anyway. No, no. I think we and, could do four, definitely. I think we could definitely do four. But I also think, you know, a lot of girls, I mean, not so much in the Australian team now because it's very young, uh, but a, a lot of women are, are mums and they're, you know, this and that. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the boys are dads too. But, I mean, I don't like to ever compare, but it is different. You know, it, yeah. it is different. There's such a, a leaving for four days and five days and stuff like that. And I, 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 don't get me wrong, I'm never taking it away from the guys. I can imagine just, it'd be just as hard, but... Um, yeah, you'd you'd like to away from Ben for Mom. four days, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just Ben. You'd love to get away oh. from Ben for four days. <laughs> oh, from Ben, yeah, not not my daughter. <laughs> ben, <laughs> you can take her with you. Like, surely, you know, you could have a crash, yeah. crash at the end of the dugout or something. Something to be able to do. And I guess, you know, and they're the things that, you know, people really don't understand, you know, it's like we talk about it, you hear talk about it all the time, but nobody addresses it. No one's probably asked the players, hey, listen, would this work? Like, hmm. I guess they're, they're the things that sort of we like to know too, you know, realistically as a player, does it work? Probably not. And that's okay too. Like, yeah, a lot of people I mean, look, think I think that, I think a lot, a lot of the girls would definitely make it work if it was um, yeah. something that was was out there and, and going to happen. I think, I mean, I, I mean, Ben, Ben's my biggest support. So you know, if that meant I was away a little bit more for a ten week period, then he would pick up the slack and and he would one hundred percent support me. Um, but again, I just don't, I don't know how it's feasible as a as a as a country. Not not so much as just a a women's ABL. I think it's just. The, the financial burden and and stuff like that it just doesn't you know I just don't think it, it happens unfortunately I mean it's it's sad but I just think that's the the realistic approach to to something like that so you know obviously you know you're having a break this year which is you know, all well and good so is, is Maddie back on deck next year or Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, you know, I definitely so back next to year. I, um, <laughs> that's exactly right. And, you know, I, I definitely thought about it. I mean, for me, it was always club ball was 100% going to happen. And, you know, after that, I'd figure it out. But, you know, after, after kind of the last World Cup and, yeah, I was in. I got injured right before we left, so my World Cup wasn't exactly how I envisioned envisioned it. And you know, I was like, I definitely wanted to have another baby and and stuff like that. And with the with the fact we didn't make the next the next round, you know, it gives me gives me four years to to be able yeah. to have the baby, have a little bit of time. But I definitely see myself going well hopefully working working towards the next world cup and and that's that's kind of my goal is i definitely want to see the next world cup and then hopefully qualify for the for the finals of the world cup and you know after that maybe it might be my time at that level um you know i'm 27 now so yeah i'm kind of getting up there for the then but as a as a state and and club standpoint i definitely will be back um come next season 
Roger's face just dropped, Maddie, when you said that. He's like, damn. <laughs> Sorry, Rog. It's all right. Roger's like, well, we only got beat 13 nil. If Maddie was on the hill, we'd be getting beat by 15 or 16 or something. No, she was swinging it. You gotta watch out. She's got a hot bat. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, it's, and look, they're, they're probably the, the big things too. You know, you, you've still got time in the game. You're still young. You're still young enough to, you know, yeah. give more back to the game. So, you know, five years' time, are you looking at just, you know, maybe managing only or still going to play and manage and play at the same time? Or? I mean, five years, maybe still playing, possibly. Um, if you'd say 10 years, then, yeah, definitely just, just managing and you know, I want to work into, I mean, the boys have taken me in and I've coached at Blacktown with the State League for the last two yeah. years. So, yeah, just keep doing that and have, you know, the Popses and the and the Bennies and that, and that help me grow as a manager and then yeah. be able to, you know, do it, do it on my own. Because, it, you know, as much as I'm doing it on my own in, in the women's side now, it's, it's a lot different. And, but yeah, I know a lot of girls argue and say, you know, it's the same and that. It, it's not. It, it just, it's, it's just simply not. So, you know, being able to learn the, the men's side of it and stuff as well with, with some incredible coaches. So that's kind of the plan. Long-term plan is definitely just managing and, and continue out at Blacktown and then, you know, maybe state, maybe, you know, who knows? Who knows where? Hey, Pop, where we'll go, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely a long way yeah, from there. Yeah. But you heard it first here. <laughs> so, in other words, you're taking, you're taking Ben's job in five years and you're taking Pop's job in ten. In ten, right. that's it. That's what I heard. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, Maddie, Maddie will be the first um, state league manager, female state league manager. That's. That's my that tip. Would be, yeah. That would be good. Yeah, so, definitely, definitely a long, long way off that. But no, that's you know that's a goal in in yeah. the end end of the day, and that's what it's all about, you know. And it's always good to sort of get a player's perspective on that, you know. Like you've you've done it at, at the elite level, you know, and you want to give back to the game, and that's fantastic. And that's one of the things that you know. Roger and I always talk about, you know, it's about, you know, you've played the game, but now you're giving back to the game. And more people need to give back to the game rather right, than just lose, take, take, take. We lose too many, too much talent to that don't give back. And it's it's hard to, like like you said, like we, we struggle to, to get that next generation up. Like if, if that talent just sticks around that little bit longer to help train those guys or girls, cool. it makes a big difference in the long run. It definitely does, yeah, yeah. And you've you yeah. seem to have a really good um, filtering of, of younger players coming through too at Blacktown. So yeah, look, there's there's been a few comments going around there this year that you know I I just go and poach the best of the best and and all that. But you look at my club and you know I've had over the past three years, you know I've had two people come from different clubs and. And that's it. The rest are all Blacktown juniors. You know, take away the Canberra girls. But you know, I had I had Maddie Irwin at Blacktown when she was sixteen, and you know, she she was a nobody back then. She wasn't yeah. she wasn't Maddie Irwin, you know, like. And you know, I've got I've got like a, a Ray Bajarski who you know they're Blacktown through and through. They're, yeah. You know, I've got the the young kids. They're they're all Blacktown 
coming through. So, you know, when, when you hear that comment, it's kind of like, hold on a second. Who, who have I taken? <laughs> but I'm no, right, we're very, very much. Yeah, and look, Roger's had the same thing too, you know. Yeah, Roger, Roger's been, you know, told that he's been poking players for years. But, um, you know. I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, if you're poaching players, mate, you get a little better job because you're still at the bottom of the, yeah, that's of right. the ladder, mate. Like, if you're going to poach Lily, players, Lily poaching maybe players. what you should do is talk to Maddie about how to get the right players and then you'll be that's right. Then everyone can talk about how you both <laughs> poach the players together. I don't that's know. right. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, it's, that's fine. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, nobody can deny, deny the success. And obviously, you know, you've got good things going there. So people want to go there and play there. It's the same as state league clubs, you know, like mm. people leave state league clubs all the time. And, you know, they, they say, oh, you know, you've been poached this, that, and the other. But some people go to a new club, get a new lease on life, and, you know, it and just they reignite their hunger. Yeah. That's the other thing. You know, and, and that's probably something that your club is doing well. Like, there's no doubt that, you know, you're doing good things out there because people want to go and play for you. Like, that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, everyone wants to go and play for Blacktown because you win in everything. Yeah. We're, we're, in a, we're in Australia. Like, people hate losing. Yeah, you know, and I guess that's, that's probably the other, <laughs> exactly. other thing too, you know. Like, people hate losing. Like... You know, if I was playing a losing team week after week, year after year, I'd be out of there. I wouldn't be playing. I'd be like, no, see you later, I'm done. Because you don't want to – you spend a lot of money, you know, in fees, in equipment, in gear, and tolls, you know, like travelling out to yeah. everywhere. And people don't want to lose. Like, you're not going to spend 600 bucks plus tolls plus everything else you're spending – to, to lose every week, right? It just makes sense. Yeah, and, exactly right. and, you know, they're one of the things that you know, Roger Roger and I have spoken about at length, you know. You, know, you can say, you know, you're poaching, you do this, you do that, but at the end of the day, you're successful. You know, when people just, hate... It becomes a magnet. Yeah. That's the thing, like, success attracts success. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. You know, when, yeah, exactly right. And I guess they're the, they're the things that, you know, you get to look forward to because you are successful, I guess. So, you know, and, That's exactly right. You know, and then people go, oh, you know, but it's not fair. Yeah, but everyone's got the same opportunity. If you want to go and improve themselves, and obviously you, you've got a good program going, you've got some of the best coaches if, in New South Wales, not if, you know, you've got the Australian, you know, Australian women's coach, you know, hanging around at Blacktown. Like... Why wouldn't you want to be exposed to that type of coaching? Like, it's, yeah, they're just my thoughts. Yeah. Like, I, I just see it from a, you know, from that perspective anyway. It's, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and Rog, Rog cops it all the time. Like, I don't know. Um, every season, not just, Rog not just from you. Yeah. Everyone else. <laughs> every every season, Roger is looking up because oh, I've been accused of poaching again. So who'd you poach? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, who? Who'd you poach, mate? If you poach somebody, like you shouldn't be where you are on the ladder. But anyway, he's right. still there. So <laughs> that's exactly it. Righto, Maddie. Well, thank you very much for tonight. It's been a great insight. Um, right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and look, good luck with everything. Um, with yeah. 
with your baby and hopefully we see you back on the back on the uh oh hang on rob g lombardo the only thing roger poaches is eggs <laughs> and i guarantee they're not poached very well <laughs> rob i hope you're all right mate you got popped again tonight uh today so two pops in two weeks and at least hey, the umpire didn't you put, put you back in the box this week <laughs> that's what i was about to ask <laughs> um, hopefully it doesn't bruise up so much as the one of the other two he got <laughs> But, um, no, look, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, hope everything goes well for yeah, you, right. and um, hope to see you around in finals time. You will. You will. Too easy. Thank you. Thanks, Maddie. Take awesome. it easy. That's Bye. all right. See you guys. Bye. Ya. Roger. It's good to get an insight of somebody that's been there and done it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, people. Like, yeah, that's this, what it is, mate. Like, yeah, that's right. Like, you you don't normally get to uh, like chew the fat with someone who's who's been over at such a young age in a nationals team and find out how tough it is, and then and then like how the players have made it better for them. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's good to see. But you don't good, hear good, about good it. That's it. You know, and- and it's always been our goal to sort of, you know, get people on to talk about their experiences and what they've got, what they've gone through. And, you know, it, it's good to hear. But, um, mate, um, did you see the state league today? No, I didn't actually. I was, uh, I was taming my backyard. It was pretty, Painting pretty bad. Backyard. No, no, taming. I had, uh, all this weather and then being busy during the week, uh, my backyard was pretty, pretty uh, high. Oh, look, the pest is here. Who's this? Who's this? It's as good as I cook. When was the last time you saw me swing it? (laughs) When was the last time you saw me cook? But um, actually, Shannon, I'm very, I'm very proud you're on mate because he told me you're gonna go and watch maths and maths was more important than the podcast yeah. so. i thought he i thought he had COVID or something he was sleeping through the podcast <laughs> you reckon that, um average at best now 100 bickle tells me that next week when they play the mcorials that um he, he's gonna he's gonna gonna start apparently really yeah I wish I could be there and just heckle him. Actually, I've got an idea, Rog. I've got an idea. Got an idea. Yeah. We should go down there and do a special episode of the Extra Base podcast. <laughs> Commentate every one of Bickle's swings, <laughs> every pitch. <laughs> because uh, that would be great. That'd be gold. And we could see gold. Rob. We could see Rob and ask him how his bruises are going. That's it. Like what he's doing to, you know, help bring him out, or what he's doing to get him down. You know, he's got a professional cut man that helps uh, reduce the swelling. I, I feel sorry for Rob. You know, like Rob's a good bloke, and everyone's popping him for no reason. Like, I know. You want you start to wonder whether it's a loss of control or whether you know he's done something in a previous life. <laughs> but apparently, we're going to go down and watch his master class of coaching. So when that guy shows up, can you let us know, Bickle? Because it's not. That's it. 
<laughs> yeah, while we're commentating, we need to know when he when he turns up. <laughs> we can have a chat. Actually, Shannon caught me today. Actually, Rog. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's got an idea for an episode. Oh, I like it. Let's hear it. No, nah, I can't tell you. Can't oh, tell you I, oh, we can't let everyone know. Right. No, no, no. We'll discuss it off here. It's top secret. It's like a top I secret. Like it. But, I um, like it. Now, we, we're talking we're talking about guests, mate. Tuesday night's guest. Mm. Mate, it's a pretty big one. Pretty big one. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Oh. Oh, that's my head coach, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll more, when he gets there. Smith's got more talent in his little little toe than what you've got in your to- entire body, Bickle. Like seriously, how did he go to coaching stuff? Beyond me. So the guest on Tuesday night, I've got a video, Rog. I, I stepped it up today. I did a video. I tried to get that one. You know it's way too late. We're gripping on mistakes. You got so headed over heels crazy. Need to apologize. We went to fuck this time. Nice. Are my video skills getting better? They are. Definitely better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yours are not existing. But yeah, exactly. um, Mark. Mark McGuire from the um, Castle Hill Baseball Club. Going to have a chat with us on Tuesday night. It'll be a good episode. He's um, mm. not also going to speak to us about Castle Hill. He's also going to speak to us about you know what he's learned, you know, from his son, obviously Solomon, um, signing with the Pirates and things like that, and what you know the things he went through. Uh, obviously, you know, having. A son going through that process and what what he learned from that process also as i said a lot of people don't understand that process um what he had to adjust as a as a as a father and things like that too so pretty good insight um yeah it should be a really good episode watch but um, yeah, what do you on tuesday are you turning up tuesday I, I am i am here tuesday wow so yeah look out <laughs> Look here, Roger's going to be oh, yeah. back. Watch out. Roger's on a streak. I'm scared. But, um, mate, we're <laughs> going we're to draw, draw our $50 oh. voucher. Yep. Kelly, where are you? Special. Special. Uh... We'll get. Hang on. We'll get the ticket lady. Where is she? <laughs> oh, no, you, don't, you don't have to come up here. You just do it from where you are. No, I can't. <laughs> Your followers on my phone. Oh, hang on. Technical difficulties. She can't. She needs, phone. She needs my phone. <laughs> I try. It's hard to get good help these days. Hang That's on. it. If you, if you, if either one of us get picked, you got to read, redraw it. Do you know? Do you know where live Roger it says? We're live. Really? I, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, hang on. Followers. There you go, Kelly. Kelly's gonna pick a follower. She's gonna do it randomly. She's gonna swipe and then swipe and then press a button and tell us who That'd it be is. Be ready. <laughs> well, there's like 900, 977 people. We're almost at a thousand people. Well, nice. We have got no. That I don't think that's a real account. Oh, that's not a real. What does it say, Roger account. Morris? Yeah, you can't can't have that one. <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> you gotta be. You gotta be in Australia. That one wasn't Australian. Well, that was like in Antarctica. 
No. Just quickly, quickly change where you are if uh, if you've got it set up as a bogus. I don't know what she's done. Hang on. She's got no idea. She's got no idea. Hang on. <laughs> you know who you said? You told me to randomly pick. <laughs> if it's me, I'm taking it, Kath said. Janine said, pick me, pick me. No. <laughs> We've got we've got so many people on here. Go go, Kelly. Go. She's just wiping his heart. Yeah, go now. She just tell her to keep swiping until I say stop. There you go. There's one. Fiona Hiscox Heath. Oh, Fiona Heath. Yep. There you go. Fiona Heath, congratulations! If you'd like to get in contact with us, actually, Roger will get in contact with you because that's Roger's job. Yep. Because Roger is my bitch on this on this my, podcast. My, my my little task. Now, Roger, what happened to your task last week? Speaking of uh, I had I had I had I had one that was declined uh, due to not knowing technical, uh, not knowing enough about technology. Oh, Scott uh, But I'll still follow. I'll still follow him up. Okay. I still think. Uh, I still think there's a way we can get him on. Yeah. Um. Even if we have to, you know. Uh, live broadcast from somewhere. I think we Would can get him on. Maybe yeah. PJ. Um, I, oh, wow. I don't know if he travels that far on holidays now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think his local is probably the uh, blue cattle dog. I think uh, I think we might might do it from the uh, the car park because, you know, it's a licensed establishment. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Mitch, uh, Mitch is, uh, uh, is keen to do it, do a um, uh, an episode. Um, with the uh, with uh, most of the guys from uh, our first grade competition, if we can get it all together, so yeah, that'd be really so good. Ben McGuire's already confirmed, so we're just gonna wait on uh, Phil Hammer and whoever ends up fourth in first grade. Not yep. sure who that will be, but um, <laughs> but no, I definitely actually, Roger, definitely want to get Rob on for a chat on this. He's, he's keen. He's keen. <clears throat> just, yeah, we just got to work on a on a day. Right. I think but, uh, um, I think Sunday Arvo might be the best. Um, depends if he's playing Saturday. Yeah. Is he, oh, he's playing Saturday next week because he's playing against Bickle. So that's right. And then the following week is at is the makeup round at Macarthur. So yeah, both both Saturdays. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, so we we'll get him on a Sunday. Yeah. Rob, can you do me a yeah. favor? If you see Bickle, throw one through the. Dug out. <laughs> uh, because I just want to see what Bickle does. He'll probably run away and cry. But that's all right. Uh, doesn't sound like the Bickle I know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong Bickle again. Um. Rob will try his best. Well, Rob, if you throw it, at least we know that it's going to be general direction. But, That's um, right. Uh, watch the broad side of the barn. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Roger, thank you very much for tonight. Like always, it's a pleasure. Um, I guess I'll see you on Tuesday night for uh, you will. Our, Castle, our Castle Hill chat, your your rivals. That's it. Well, rivals. We're, both, we're both at uh, 40 years this year, so, yeah. You know, they've got like a a hundred life members. No, didn't know that. 
like a hundred off members. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's like two and a half a year. Yeah, well, it depends. Most. Yeah, pretty much. But, but uh, Rog, I'm going to have to do a new video for, for you. So Tuesday <laughs> night, everyone, there's going to be a new video for Roger. Um, I was going to play it tonight. <laughs> but, um, but is it a permanent, permanent position? Made, yeah, made permanency. Yeah, I think <laughs> or made residency. Like, it's gonna be like a, a Vegas residency. Oh, nice! I like it's, it. Um, <laughs> it's a Not like the one you posted the other day. No, <laughs> have a birthday. No. Oh, that is, that is just showing you my it's, love. It's just being nice. I know. I, you know. I did feel special. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly said that you know we should do something for Roger. <laughs> like, I guess so. Like, yeah. As you said, without without having Roger on the podcast, um, you have to do it all yourself. You said it'll probably go a lot better, but I said no. Roger's <laughs> gonna stay. You probably would, <laughs> but, you know. Roger's no. I said I can't sack Roger. It was Roger's idea? <laughs> I was only part of the idea process. It wasn't all yeah. my idea. No, but, yeah, but we'll just claim it to make it sound like you're smarter than what you are, mate. Just there you go. I like that. I'll take it. I'll take Actually, it. Rog, can you get in contact with Ben Reynolds this week? Yep. I reckon that's that's going to have to come up. All right. Done. Couple. Well, actually, you know what I heard today? What's that? Oh, I'm going to call this out on the podcast, right? Boy, his slot, right? Yep. No, 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 I'm not come on your podcast. I'm not come on your podcast. I'm not come on your podcast, right? Here he is on the Borco live stream, guest commentating with Andy Courtney. Oh, you're kidding me. Come on, Bolt. Did, hang on. Did he tell this? I heard in second grade they're asking, like, how did he get his nickname? Did yeah, he tell he, the story on? No, that, did he didn't tell the story was, on there? That was, that was Gary Emerson, they asked, actually. Oh, so, Gary, so Gary Everson, right? He, this is another one. This is another one that grinds my gears, right? So they all jump on Andy Courtney's award-winning commentary. I know. State League, right? But won't come on our podcast. That's right. Mate. It's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get him. We'll get him. It's just wear, we're just going to wear him down. That's one of my special traits. Don't worry. I'll wear him, I'll wear him both down. Gary, Gary <laughs> He's on the pod. He's on with Andy Courtney giving color commentary. Oh. Within and I'm like, well, how do we how do we miss out? That's right. Well, look, I know Andy Courtney's the best commentator in the state league at the moment. I know he's got that that um, he holds that mantle. That's right. But um, I I thought we'd at least get one of them on. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least one before they both got on there. <laughs> yeah, like, and then I sent Bold a message. Just oh, that's fine, mate. Like, you, you do that. And then, <laughs> then he goes, oh, you yeah, locked me in. I said, yeah, whatever, mate. Like, he's talking about, like, he, he announces on the Borco pod, and this is what upsets me, right? He he announces on the Borco stream, oh, you know, it's my last year, and, you know, I'm hanging up the cleats, and, you know, like he's giving them like his goodbyes and all this. I thought, mate, he could have done here with us. His family. His family. That's right. Exactly. I'm heartbroken. 
But he, he does it on, on the Borco stream. Like, come on, mate. You could have gone to every ballpark and gotten at least a memento from each one, like, you know, piece of the fence here, stolen a base from somewhere else, you know. Uh, well, you stole, well, yeah, well, you'd think, you know. But then he tells – but you know what he also said? That Robbie Hedrick's also retiring. He's younger than me. Like, he threw that out there too. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who else is retiring? <laughs> you are <laughs> – it's Bolt's way or the highway by the sounds of it. You can't tell everyone to retire when you retire. Can't take everyone to Colo. Come on, mate. <laughs> everyone does Colo. Oh, there you go. Rob, Rob G. Lombardo says that he it's his last year too. Oh, mate. Stop it. <laughs> Dane, Dane Wig's going to be the only one left. That's it. Well, Rob's going to be coach only. No, Robbie, are you still coaching or are you just going to bail? Tell me. No, he'll coach. He'll coach. He's the most successful coach they've had, apparently. Allegedly. Current. Currently. Currently. Whatever they are, Rog. Sure, Jay's got a few. I keep getting messages from people. They should put it on on the podcast rather than message you direct. Yeah, he's 100% coaching. Yeah. Tell there me you go. Questions. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, right, I'm not sure. Well, Rob, I'm glad that you're still coaching, mate. Actually, I want to get you on before winter too. I want to talk about winter because I think that you'd be a, a good little chat for winter. 100%. That'll, that'll also be a good one. But, um, a few, few second-grade premierships. One of the toughest grades to win. So when's he gonna when's he gonna win a first grade one? That's my question. Uh, dunno. It's a good question. Maybe we can ask him when he comes on. We'll ask him. Say, well, when are you gonna do a first grade yeah. one? Mate? No. See it. No. Stop stop playing around with second grade and third grade. Get in first grade. <laughs> That's it. Get a couple up there, mate. You know, and then 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 he'll have his own podcast, I reckon. 100%. He'll have his own guest segment, I reckon, on us, and yeah. then, then he'll branch off into his own. So, Roger yeah. and I also spoke about this. Now, this is something that we're serious about. Roger's like, what do we talk about? We talk about I'm like, I'm like we've t- we talk about a lot of things, so which one's this? <laughs> uh, this, this is about that Roger and I have decided that we're going to have a – we're going to change it up a bit, the podcast. So, once a week, we're going to have a guest – and the second episode of the week, which will probably be the Tuesday, is going to be a Q and A, where we're going to invite people in, and you can ask them questions. They might be coaches, yep. they might be players, they might be, you know, we're, we're trying to keep it consistent. So we thought about it, and it was probably an idea that sort of generated off what Pops was talking about, you know, about having an opportunity to speak to people. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, like a more like a coach's corner sort of thing where, you know, if you've got a question, you know, we'll give you plenty of notice and, you know, say, hey, listen, this is a guest coming on and you can ask your questions to them. Um, because, yeah, we think it's really important that we, we can also start building the game, but also building, you know, coach awareness and, Things like that, but it's, it's also like getting guys on like, you know, Sean Smith 
and you know people that have been around the game, people that know the game. And we might even get Shannon Bickle on for a chat. You know, about, <laughs> everyone can ask him what, all the curly about, questions. Yeah, what not to do when you're coaching, like things like that. Like, <laughs> You know, we can talk to Roger about his coaching experience and things like that. We think it's really important that we start sort of start trying to build, you know, build that thing. And look, don't don't take too much into me putting shit on Roger and his team losing. Um, Roger's actually a very knowledgeable coach. And all jokes aside, you know, Roger's been successful in his own right, and he's very passionate for the game and he knows a lot about the game and. And we, we want to build these opportunities for the, for the new coaches getting out there. And we think it's important too that, you know, people start looking at, at the podcast, uh, you know, from a, an opportunity of, of learning also. Uh, and, you know, we, we encourage people to sort of share it within their clubs. Now, everyone not, might not agree with what we're doing, but we're out here putting our necks on the line um, to try to grow the game. And, you know, we we spend a lot of time trying to find the right guests, the right people, you know, so people get decent content. That's it. Like it, at the end of the day, like if it's not interesting, people won't watch it. And we've, we've decided, well, we've, we've talked about it. We think the best way to keep people interested is to get that, that quality coach on or that quality player that you can ask those questions of, of, Oh, what, what should we do in this situation or um, how do we manage this or how do we manage that? Like you, you just don't know until you ask it. Um, so we, we think it's a really good opportunity for everyone. And we'll also look at an umpires too. And we're going to get yep. some umpires on. Ask, ask the questions to the umpires. Hey, listen, That's this it. scenario happened. Why did that happen? You know, they might not, and they probably need more context, but yeah, as a whole, yeah, we think it's important to get, to see every sort of angle and aspect of the game. You know, and that's that's kind of where we're going to go. So our, our kind of direction is going to be an interview once a week and then have like a coach's corner Q&A um, the other day of the week. So yep. stay tuned for that. Um, that. That should be coming out in the next two to three weeks, I'm not, Rog? So, I think somewhere around that. Yeah. But um, that's what we have for tonight. And... Um, once again, Roger, I will see you on Tuesday. There you will. And Thanks, Thanks, everyone else. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone, and have a good night. So well. I want to rip the left field. That ball is going to be over the head of Anderson.